I'm Professor Flimflam, she's Wonko, and this is Bard's Eye View, and today we're talking about Series 3, Episode 16, When in Rome. Hey, friend! Hey, friend. I'm offended that you didn't actually get your kazoo out and just did that with your mouth. <laughs> That's no brass, uh, you know, fan, uh, trombones, trumpets, horns, you have to do... You've got a little horn. That's excellent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've recently added a tiny French horn to your museum of tiny instruments. It's it's not a French horn. It's a little oh. post horn. Well, I no, don't know. No, I don't know the difference. No valves. <laughs> yeah. Well, nor nor do most filmmakers, because this episode does include one of my favourite swords and sandals tropes. Um, which is what what my dad and I, because he was also a massive nerd, used to call the chromatic valveless trumpet. <laughs> which, so basically, basically a trumpet like the ones you see in this, and what, like what you see in most Rome films of Rome or Vikings, is just a straight tube with a a bell end, <laughs> <laughs> and on a straight a straight piece of brass like that. You can only do basically arpeggios and not even all of that. So you can do 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 do. That, that, that basically those notes. Um, Every what you dog actually in get... the vicinity just coming. Out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I actually went three octaves up beyond the, what you could hear. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but what you hear in most films and shows like this, there, there was there was an attempt. They started off with a fanfare at one point. <laughs> Uh, and it sounded a little bit like that, but not quite. And then it got into a proper tune. And my favourite uh, example of this, we digress already. We haven't talked about the episode at all. Just tell uh, is me in the, the film, example. Is uh, the film The Vikings, right? Uh, which is uh, like Tony Curtis, and you know, it's one of those one of those mm-hmm. things. Uh, and I can't remember if it's a trumpet. It might even just be like a horn, like a you know, like a, an old drinking horn. And with this straight tube. They play a tune that goes, Excellent. can't do that. Just cannot do that. <laughs> and it's I look out for it in every film, and I I will give it an extra star for every film that does that. Yeah. appreciate and enjoy the inaccuracy of it. Of course I do. Oh, if it was my dad who'd noticed something like this, this would enrage and enrage him and make him incapable of watching the rest of the film. Well it it used to and then it, it's it's one of those so bad it's good things for, for me. Fair enough. Fair Al- enough. Allow me my my little pleasures in life. Okay, I will. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Hey, let's talk about the episode. I guess so. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, this is a good episode, though. Mm. This is a. I like this episode. I I always like yeah. every Rome episode. Yeah, always good, and I always like every episode that follows a shitty comedy episode. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, oh, good. <laughs> it's like better by contrast. So, mm. in, so in the way that whoever we get for our next prime minister is going to look like a fucking statesman. Just in however, contrast, br- however briefly, yeah. Just by contrast to the fucking 
quivering Etonian blancmange that we've just iced Bleh. <laughs> yeah, you, how, how, how impressed are you with the new uh, Secretary for Education? Which one is he now? Who is it now? Uh, it's been, well, it's, uh, we've been through three in about three days. Cleverly. Was it, was James it? Cleverly. Ah, uh, no. So a, a, <laughs> a, a junior minister, I guess. Uh, your woman in a canary oh, yellow dress the one, who gave the, the finger one who gave the finger to, to, the, yeah, to the baying mob outside the Dennis. baying mob what she called uh, the baying mob which I think was about se- seven reporters yeah seven a bunch of people and... booing Boris Johnson which is fair yeah uh, and yeah. then she came out with a non-apology which she said um, I reached my limit and I'm only human I- I'm going to try that the next time I feel the urge to fucking punch a child in the face <laughs> Uh, see what happens. I'm only human. I'm only human, and I've reached my I've limit. I've reached my limit. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I'm just thinking about. I'm like, I've not even like experienced that much abuse as a teacher. Um, I'm just thinking of all the abuse that I've experienced over the years. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if I would get away with that excuse. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't. And I'm pretty sure it will have been. <laughs> Harder to endure than a small baying mob booing someone yeah. else. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what a twat. Still. Luckily, education has devolved and uh, she's got nothing to do with us. Cool. So, cool, anyway. Cool, cool, cool. Anyway, that was yes. the Brit- British politics intro. Okay, we're, we're recording this on the 10th of July, by the way. You know, you know, we record a few weeks, a yeah. few weeks before it comes out. So we might have a new PM by the time you listen to this. I mean, the, he, we he, we might have had might, several. We might have had a fucking general election. You know, they might have they might have had a no confidence vote in the whole government and brought the whole thing <laughs> crashing down. The Queen might have flown in from Buckhouse and went, "Fuck this, fuck this, Jimmy, you're out." You know, like <laughs> <laughs> we might have we might have just reverted to a a, a fucking. Um, monarchical dictatorship you know and, and it couldn't be any worse than what we've got <laughs> <laughs> so so just yeah fun times fun, fun times, times on norm- fun, fun times, times on normal island fun times on so normal. surf island yeah <laughs> jesus christ um anyway hey at the, be- at the beginning of this episode i thought for a moment we were on rainy turf island because <laughs> uh, we sunny. got yeah well we got <laughs> We got we got some Britannia vibes, but oh, yeah. actually we're in, we're in Gaul. So yeah, um, here's your here's your klaxon. We are now going to talk about the episode. Okay, we've started right. now. We've now started. Yeah. We've fucking started. I can't believe you've got the gall to interrupt uh, me like that when I was on one. Thanks for that. <laughs> That's the only joke uh, I've prepared. The oh, there we go. I've got that out. Got got that hairball out of my throat now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you're yeah, we're... throwing hairballs. Oh, stop it. <laughs> you started it. Right. Why, so why, in... why do you have to be so nasty? <laughs> just, I was born that way. Um, <laughs> so we're in Gaul. Um, yep. And we've got, uh, I believe, the Xena, Xena equivalent of Vercingetrix here. Verkin Getrix. Whatever you put, however you say his name. Uh, straight out of the Asterix books and into our hearts. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Indeed. And and straight out of actual history as well. So Whatever. Th- 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 some of this is actually almost accurate. 
almost sort of like you know the whole triumvirate thing in the yeah and and Verkingetorix which and I'm guessing they trimmed the name so it was awkward to say and sounded a bit too much like an asterisk name (laughs) or maybe it's just because they didn't want him for some reason I don't know I can't imagine why they would not want him to be the actual historical figure when they've got Caesar Pompey and Crassus being the actual historical figures so it's a bit odd. Maybe they, maybe they just couldn't say it. Maybe they, maybe it was just too many I, syllables. I think that. I think they probably had so or... many, so many outtakes that just ah oh, fuck it. Let's just <laughs> let's just change <laughs> the name slightly. Yeah. From Mister Dog yeah. to Caesar. Um. <laughs> so Verkinix, Verkinix or Verkingetorix, um, as we scholars know him, uh, basically united the Gaulish tribes in a, a revolt against Rome. And uh, Caesar, he not happy about this. No, he wouldn't be. The Gauls mm. were revolting, <laughs> and they were they were in open revolt as well. Well, ha ha ha. So yeah, he's fight 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 against some Romans, but um, mm. they have to go into a retreat because they're, the Romans are going to regroup, and so he sends his wife and his children yeah. off with a bunch of other guys. But he himself gets captured, which is a big thing. And um, Caesar yeah. Caesar appears riding on his little white horse, looking like a twat. Um, clip clop, and is basically oh, he, he saying looks, he looks kind of magnificent or Magnus, as apparently we say, <laughs> apparently as an abbreviation. It. It's short for Magnus. You only, is a say, short... you only say that if you fucking if you're a a fucking gay Roman leader, like uh, yeah, more more on that later. More on the gay, <laughs> more on the gay one later, like. <laughs> Um, yeah, so he's gonna basically he's got this um, ingenious plot plan to kind of uh, secure power or consolidate power in Rome through the execution of Verkinix, and that's what's yeah. That's what he's, he's, he's still he's still empire building as well, isn't he? There's, yeah, there's yeah. Bit, there's still a bit of world building going on here. He's maneuvering. He's maneuvering the shit out of everything. Yeah. yeah. It was like ten winters ago when he betrayed Zena. That's how he manoeuvred himself into power, the power position he's got now. Yeah, he's he relies on the other two, the other two members of the triumvirate, for money yeah. and armies, respectively. I think. Um, yeah, and it's an uneasy alliance. Yeah, very much so, and they all hate each other, and they're all desperate to get each other assassinated and stuff. Yeah, so it's yeah. I love that shit. That's <laughs> that's the shit I live for. Um, so yeah, meanwhile, Crassus, the one third of this triumvirate, is about yeah. to be executed in Syria, which I believe is historically accurate as to what actually happened. I think Probably. it's actually, the place it is is now in Turkey, but at the time it was, okay. um, at the time it was Syria, so, hmm. uh, or at least that's what the, at least that's what the, the thing, the subtitle said when it came up on the screen. That we were in Syria now. So. <laughs> it did, it did say Syria. Um, so yeah. he was about to get himself executed, but Xena saved him. But everyone thinks he's dead at this point. Everyone thinks he's dead. Yeah. Oh no, Crassus is dead. So sad. Uh, but Xena has rescued him because she wants to trade him for Vikinix. And that is where the that is where the um, the plan, the master plan of this episode comes yeah. in. Um, which yeah. is that Xena's going to Rome into the lion's den. Literally, almost. Yeah, she ends up in arena in an arena at one point, but not fighting any lines. And um, mm. she wants to effect this trade. Of course, Caesar is not actually going to trade him. 
he's mm-hmm. too much riding on Verkinnick's. And so Zuna's yeah. got another plan. There's plans within plans within plans. It's like fucking yeah, inception yeah. here. Got another plan, which is gonna she's gonna swap Crassus for Verkinnix in the the dungeons or whatever. Yeah. And then sneak, yeah, a lot of lot of bait and switch in this. Yeah, then sneak the fellow out, um, and leave Crassus to his fate. She doesn't really care what happens to him at that point. Yeah, Crassus isn't the point. Yeah, and Crassus is a fucking cunt. Oh yeah, he's a total oh, yeah. douchebag, right? <laughs> yeah, he's 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 been responsible for the crucifixion of of a whole village that had surrendered. Yeah, and and we're we're reminded several times that it was men, women, and children. Yep, that's which is very gross. important. That's very important, yeah. right? Because if you just crucified the men, that would kind of be okay, then, wouldn't it? If you crucified yeah. a bunch of civilian men that had that had um cru- that had surrendered, surrendered yeah, then it would a bit be all right. Crimey, but, but you have to, <laughs> yeah. But you know, just to make it double sure, make, if I may quote Shakespeare, make assurance double sure. <laughs> I've got a degree mm. in English. <laughs> um, hold on while I stroke my moustache. Um, so <laughs> yeah, just I didn't, so you I didn't know, like to mention that. <laughs> just so you know that he's a total bell end, like the end of yeah. a, a long trumpet. Um, <laughs> then uh, it's important that you know that he killed a bunch of women and children. Or did he, you know? Or was it his fault? Because he blames his, like Boris Johnson, he blames the people below him. He's like, oh, I was out of, I was actually out of the country at the time. I was was out of the country. I was up north chasing some Scottish nationalists back to their holes. Oh, I thought Um, you were going to say some Scottish totty. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I don't think there's any Scottish totty that would be thick enough to have him. Look, look, I I know I made the laws about crucifixion, but is it is it actually illegal to crucify children? I don't know. I, I don't know. It's borderline, borderline. Let me go and have my good news for you and blaster my way through it. Yes. Uh, anyway. <laughs> we seem to have got back onto British politics. We have. It's been quite well, a week. Well, he's got... The Romans were his, are his personal heroes, man. He's always slipping in yeah. some wanky classical reference. Into his stupid speeches, just to prove that yeah. he listened to the one lecture at Oxford, where his <laughs> where didn't his um didn't his actual tutor describe him publicly as shiftless and idle? Was that Oxford? <laughs> I know, I know his uh, yeah, he's an Oxford at, or his headmaster at, at Eton. Oh, his headmaster said at Eton said that he damning find, things. Yeah, he said um, he seems to find it personally offensive to face consequences so you know he's not yeah. changed no that was his yeah. tutor because i remember when we read remember when we read dictionary of lost words i looked yeah. into the descendants of dr murray who performed who compiled okay the yeah, first dictionary. yeah yeah it's one of yeah. his great great grandchildren great great grandsons that was his tutor and said uh-huh. he was a fucking knob so fucking knob uh, put it in a <laughs> sentence use it in a sentence <laughs> boris johnson is a fucking knob <laughs> and so is Crassus. Let's get back to the book. Anyway, so yes. he blames the underlings, but we find out later in the episode that that is absolute fucking hot bullshit because he mm. was just trying to, and this is one of the themes of the episode that we're going to discuss. He was trying yeah. to do the divide and conquer routine because when Caesar, when Caesar saw him, he gave him the idea. You know, work on the little friend. Yeah. She's the she's the key here. You know, yeah. she's how you're gonna if you can get a a seed of doubt into Gabriel. Um, you can sort of drive a wedge between Cena, yeah. uh, 
the scene between Zena and Gabriel, and that's how you're going to get out of this situation. And he's very smart mm-hmm. and also a cunt. So he, yeah, you know, so Gabrielle's idea is that she's going to give him back. the The idea is they're going to swap the two guys, and he's going to end up going out to going out to um be executed in in Verkinix yeah. instead. In Verkinix, right? yeah. Um, but Gabrielle's plan, which is not Zena's plan, is to make mm. sure that he's got his imperial ring on him, so that yeah, even if executioner Caesar will recognize who yeah. he is, so that even if Caesar doesn't refuse to execute him, which he obviously won't, <laughs> um, yeah. and doesn't, uh, that the executioner will see this ring and he'll be able to point to the ring and say, "Look, look, I'm I'm your boss, um, hit me," <laughs> and then he'll be safe, but. When she discovers from Verkinix at the end that he'd been playing her like a fucking long, historically inaccurate trumpet, <laughs> um, <laughs> she changes her mind and keeps the ring. But this is a a, a big departure for for Gabrielle. Yeah. Because she yeah. he gets he he ends up being having his head chopped off, basically because of her. Although obviously Caesar is the one who did it, but. Uh, she could have well, prevented C- it. Caesar ordered it. Nameless Roman did it. Gabrielle is in a position to save yeah. his life and chooses not to. Yes, that's it. Pretty much. Yeah, which isn't isn't quite stabbing a virgin in the gut as she did in Britannia, <laughs> but it's in a way it's it's more significant because cause that was in the heat of the moment and in yes. you know battle and stuff was going on and this is very. I've considered I've considered what you've told me and on balance you're a cunt die. Yeah. Which is a very a very different. So I think when I first saw it I thought well quite right he's he's, he's a dick. But it it's much more cold-blooded and and yes. it's I think that's really significant. And Zena afterwards tries to <laughs> kind of ameliorate things and said you just you just you were just doing what I told you to do. It's like you were only following orders. orders. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't start with that bullshit, Zena. Come on, you're better than that. Yeah. Well, she's you're... trying to take on. She's trying to do the thing that she always has done, which is take on Gabrielle's angst and take on Gabrielle's take on the responsibility for Gabrielle's yeah. morality, yeah. or uh, the the or the preservation of Gabrielle's morality. I guess you know. Yeah. Um, like it said in the musical episode, um. Deliver you from evil, spare your innocence and youth. There you go. Good yeah, line. there we go. Yeah. Call back. Um, but the thing is that you know, living the life that they live and doing making the decisions they do, it's not possible to actually maintain that. And that's what Gabrielle's yeah. kind of grappling with in the back half of this season. That, um, you know, like for the whole first half, it was all about the the trauma of the. Yeah. Of having killed someone and the whole hope thing and and then the rift yeah. with Zena and all that and now the rift with Zena is repaired although that's you 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 can stick a, a shovel into the cracks and dig can't you, you yeah you can like your man Crassus you can. did yeah. and um, but she's trying to wrestle with the idea that she's not she's not the person that she thought she was I guess yeah 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 or that she's become someone else she's be, you know. Because like yeah, she's, uh, season one, Gabrielle would never have done this, you know. Season two, Gabrielle no, have done it, no. I was going to say she's she's completely different in so many ways. She's she's still kind of the the heart of the thing and the conscience of mm-hmm. of the whole setup. But 
she's she's not the fun sunny sunny yeah um innocent that that she that, that left post dear yeah uh she's she's seen stuff man um, and <laughs> she's got her abs are so much her taller. abs are so much better than they were yeah that's true so swings and roundabouts you know you may have started killing people but you got you're <laughs> doing it well looking good yeah so <laughs> and that's what matters <laughs> <laughs> that is the main thing isn't it um yeah so that's more or less the summary of this episode the only other thing about it is that there's a there's a, like the whole thing is just very very um who's on top at one particular moment and like like yeah. tricking the audience tricking each other uh at one point Zena uh, appears to accept Pompey's invitation to go and to go and assassinate Caesar, and that's what you're all thinking. Oh no, Zena, don't mm. fall to your, don't fall for this old, don't fall into your old ways. But this was all part yeah. He of the plan. he makes he makes a dagger available to her mm-hmm. in in a part of the complex where there shouldn't be any weapons because yeah, you know we know where that kind of stuff leads. So she's got his dagger. He makes it clear, and there's this kind of implicit understanding that he's given her the means to to assassinate Caesar, which she will now go and do. Mm-hmm. But in fact, what she engineers is Caesar discovering the dagger and understanding that Pompey is plotting his assassination. Mm-hmm. So there's so, the whole divide and conquer thing. She's finally learnt to turn it back against Caesar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah. she's smart. She's so smart. She's so clever. Because this all... So she's still all... got... She's, She's still got the tragic flaw. She's yeah. still, but she controls season. it. Yeah. She she controls it in this episode, and she she has opportunities. Um, in fact, to fuck Mary Kill, basically, she can she can do anything <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I don't think she's gonna fuck or marry Pompey. I don't think his bread's buttered that way. Nor do I. Nor do I. Do you fat think he prefers are... snails or oysters? God's sake. What's that from? Oh, what movie is it from? Is it Spartacus? Oh, I don't know. I've not it's seen Tony, it. Tony Curtis I don't need... and somebody. Anyway. Oh, okay. I think it's okay. a cut I think it's actually a cut scene. I saw it in the celluloid closet. It's a basically oh, a guy yeah. basically a guy doing a complex tortured metaphor for bisexuality. Do, do you think he's gay? Uh he's yeah, gay, what he's I'm so saying gay, is what I'm saying is he he has caught some he's he's got some tips on how to stand gaily from his boyfriend Vidalis. Because mm. this is the same actor as played Palamon yeah. back in Blind yes. Face. And I liked him in that. Yeah. Pretty good. I like I liked I him in that. I like in this him in well. this. Yeah. My my theory my theory is that uh so it it's it is still Palamon, uh, he's picked. He's picked up some of Vidalis's particularly camp traits while Vidalis was doing some cover-up makeup for that for that scar he had. <laughs> I'm assuming that Vidalis has been killed, and it sent him mad with grief, and now he's uh, a bad gay. A bad because he he is camp villain. He's camp gay he does, villain he does, trope. He does behave really camp. I don't think the real Pompey was. There was any suggestion of this at all? Um, they were all at it. They were all at it. It's a classical civilization. I know that's the Greeks. Of 
We yeah. all ate. I'm sure it was everyone. I'm sure they were yeah. all at it. Um yeah. I've seen I've seen various movies with Derek Jacobi playing Roman Senators. I know what goes on. Um <laughs> <laughs> So Yeah. Uh so yeah, Zena is this whole I was about to say this whole this episode I think directly leads to an episode in season four when we see the Roman Civil War with Caesar and Pompey at each other's throats. Mm. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. I, I really love that as a bit of like continuity and like Xena's yeah. part, Xena's like planting the seeds of dissent. And they hate each yeah. other anyway, but like bringing it out in the open, like that bit where Caesar's yeah. like, I believe this is your dagger and sort of throws it next to his hand, you know? Love that shit. Speaking speaking of camp villains, uh, <laughs> I think I think we need a moment to appreciate Carl Urban's um <laughs> his laugh he does he does a really good it's particularly in the uh coliseum or arena whatever it is yeah. he does this really good kind of lounging back in his imperial purple and his um gilded laurel wreath and just doing this ah ha 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 sort yeah. of laugh it's just beautifully delivered yeah also eyebrows got good eyebrows Car- carla uh caesar's eyebrows are on fleek <laughs> oh, I don't think the kids say that anymore. Pretty no, sure that's it's... not that's not on fleek anymore. Uh, he's got to be saying that. Good, good eyebrow game. Yeah, yeah, he's got good eyebrows. Carl Urban is one of the best <laughs> guest stars they have, really, isn't he? Yeah, they should have given him more characters. Yeah, I mean, he only three isn't enough. Three, he only played three characters in the whole of Xena. Unbelievable! They should yeah. have given him every like every week. He should have been. Yeah. Him. You should have been like a just but a different. He should have been Bari- No, Barias was good, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, just have him be. He could have played Joxer. He could have played. You know, he could have oh, done man. everything. No, but he couldn't have yeah. played Joxer because Sam really had to give his brother a job. So, do, do you think? Do you think his mum said, "No, come on, Sam. Got, you got just to share. Little, just fine. Just just a little. Just a little. You know, two lines. Maybe two lines." You've got everything. You've got this show. <laughs> you get to direct movies. And what does your brother get? A small role in Sequest. Sequest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah. I saw, yeah. I watched um, Doctor Strange 2 the other day on Disney Plus. Uh, and I was like, holy shit, this is some fucking horror movie shit. And then I was like, oh, Sam Raimi directed it. This explains uh. <laughs> a lot. And do you know who's in it? Cameo? Bruce Campbell. Uh. Oh, cool. I thought you were going to say Ted No, Raimi. not Ted Raimi. No, Bruce Phew. Campbell is in it because Bruce Campbell was all. Bruce wow, Campbell gets a little cameo role in every Ted, in every Sam Raimi film, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, he was in all the. And Spider- rightly so. Yeah, he was in all the original Spider Man trilogy. Um, Lucy Lawless was in one of those. Oh, Lucy Lawless was in. Lucy Lawless she was, was in, in Spider-Man. Doctor Strange too. Oh, in was a she? Way, in a way, uh, in one oh. of the scenes, there's a, oh, yes. a big fuck off statue, yeah. which was confirmed by word of God to be a statue of Xena, Warrior Princess. So Xena yes. is now officially in the MCU, guys. Via <laughs> Sam Raimi. Thank you, Sam. But yeah, Not I think in good... I think in the very first Spider-Man, for the Tobey Maguire. Mm-hmm. She she had a little, a little cameo as a, as a punk. Oh yeah, like wisecracking right. New York New York. I am right. Yeah, 
Okay. Might be right. Oh, I think you might be right. I am right. All right, fucking calm down. Um, anyway. It wasn't a great movie, by the way. Like, but What, Doctor Strange? It was, yeah, it wasn't. I rate it six out of ten. Um, okay. So, anyway, where were we? Were we talking about that? We were talking uh, about, what were we talking about? Movies? We've gone off track quite talk- a bit in this episode, so Dapper. That's what we do. It, Dapper, <laughs> who said that she didn't enjoy the so much the more structured thematic approach that we've been doing. Uh, I think Dapper was just saying that because um, she wanted us to go over her favourite episode in forensic detail. Um, And that's one against an army, right? Yeah, one against an army. Uh, I'm pretty sure you'll change your tune when you hear the two shitty episodes that we had to cover the last two weeks. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So yeah, if you enjoy the pointless weird digressions, you're enjoying this episode a lot, I'm sure. Anyway, so... (laughs) We were going to talk, we've sort of talked about it, I guess, but we'll talk about it a bit some more. Mm. The divide and conquer thing, right? So this is a yeah. a classic, a classic Caesar line, right? So I think it was really smart how they used the divide and conquer thing against Zena and Gabrielle. Because um, I think it was really important that after the musical episode, um, that it wasn't just... Because, like, that would seem really cheap if the musical episode just fixed everything, right? Everything is better now because we had a little song. Wow, that's cool. You didn't you didn't um, write that in advance, did you? I did not. No, I can tell. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I regret it already. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I think that was good because I think it was really important to show that um, even after you've forgotten you know, if you've had a big mm. go out with someone and even after you forgive yeah. them, there's still, you've got a lot of work to do still yeah. to recover the trust. And this was a big thing, like putting Gabrielle in this situation where she had mm. to trust, where she had to trust that Zena would follow a plan that was to do with Caesar, given yeah. what happened last time they mm-hmm. had this. Yeah. Um, that, that was a. La- last time being in Britannia. Yeah, the last time they met yeah. Caesar in Britannia, Zena was Did so... Did not end well for Gabrielle. Exactly. Zena was so kind of overwhelmed with her hatred for Caesar and her obsession with Caesar that yeah. she ended up sort of abandoning Gabrielle and she um, kind of had a real bad time. She got mm. into, as we, if we can quote Gabrielle, she got into a bad situation. Oh, she did. Yeah. And so, like, you can imagine the sort of trauma of that and the... And how much it would have to take for Gabrielle to trust Zena again. Yeah. yeah. But she had she would have had to have made that decision, wouldn't she? She would have had to made the decision to trust her. It wouldn't have come naturally, I don't think. Yeah, I think she needed she needed convincing, she needed that conversation, she needed to say, But you're you're not gonna have a secret plan and not tell me. Because yeah. you know that is that is a thing you do sometimes. I don't know if you do it. I don't know if you know you do it, but you do sometimes <laughs> do that on occasion. Uh, yeah. yeah. And oh, like, and how 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 difficult is it at, at the beginning, right? When she kept when Zena captures Crassus, that she drags him behind the horse, and we get a little glimpse yeah. of Gabrielle going, "Oh, really?" <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's not good, and and also we see a little bit of that. In the arena, yeah. Zena gets her her little drag moment. Yeah, there's so the I think very deliberate sort of echoes of yeah. these these things, you know. 
So, yeah, so that was so. How fucking dumb is Caesar? It's like, finally, I'm going to finish Xena off in the most public, humiliating way possible. I shall put her Mm. in the arena with just two heavily armed men on horseback. That ought to do it, given what we all (laughs) know about Xena. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean that would be that would be fine for a normal warrior, wouldn't it? You know, but this is Xena, who can yeah. be smacked in the face with a mace, yes, and dragged around in a net all around the thing, and come out of it all with not even a bit of her makeup or hair out of place. The woman's well, superhuman. Well, the net kind of protects her from the drag, I suppose. It's quite a substantial oh, thing. What protects yeah. her from being literally smacked in the fucking face with a giant mace? I mean, she should have had a entirely... lot, of, lot of hairspray, lot of good hairspray. Yeah, sure. An entirely <laughs> broken jaw. That's at least yeah, yeah. That's what you would have had there. You would have looked like a a cat that has been hit by a car and you sort of rushed <gasps> to an emergency. How vet. can oh? Why would you say that? <laughs> you remember? Have you have you ever read the James Harriet books? I'm not talking to you now. Oh, fuck you. But uh, in, <laughs> in the James Harriet books, right, there's this cat yes. that gets hit by a car and he, it, the, its whole jaw is just shattered into tiny pieces. Um, but the point is that he takes him to the specialist vet Granville Bennett, who is a fucking genius, yeah. and he like is basically like the Dr. No Fitzpatrick of his day, and he fixes this little cat up in... Um, with tiny, tiny oh, is, little microsurgery, and he's perfect. Well, Fitzpatrick is he, is he the one? Is he he's the vet that cries on telly? The super vet, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is it Noel? I think it is. Um, think so. It's Irish, Irish guy. guy. He can yeah, he, he cries. can fix everything. He makes little, but he's sensitive. Yeah, he makes little tiny, cute little prosthetics for cats and dogs and things, uh, and the. Uh, <laughs> And they come in and they're like, oh, my my paw is sore. And he's like, it's okay, we'll fix your paw. And then they fix up the paw. And then you get to see the dog at the end running around happy. And it's like, yes. Anyway, so there you go. Again, again, we digress. digress. (laughs) Quite a long way. Via James Herriot to... She should have have needed the services of Dr. Moll Fitzpatrick after that. Yes. But... (laughs) See, that's the thing, right? Caesar thinks he's winning at this point, but this is all part of yeah. the plan to distract the one that all the eyes, you know, divide and conquer, right? Divide Caesar's mm-hmm. attention. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, what I love about this fight scene is how obviously she is, um, well, obvious to us, but I think it's not obvious to the people watching. All yeah. the Romans going like, rah, it's so obvious to us that she is completely holding her punches, right? Pulling her punches. Oh, yeah. And yeah, she's dragging it out. Yeah, hello. <laughs> 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 um, so, yeah, and then um, until she sees Gabrielle, and then how you know yeah. that this and is it. And then we get the good battle music. The good Xena fight yes. music. And we get Woo-hoo. the whole, like, the whole long ah there she is it's so good yeah it's so good and then she kicks everyone's ass excellent uh and it's so and she does it so instantly like and she shows mercy she doesn't she's she's in a position to 
ram a sword into the guy's chest or his face, whatever, and she does it to the side of his head to the displeasure of the crowd. So she chooses not to kill. Yeah. And Gabrielle chooses to allow a death that she could prevent. Yeah. Ah, like, got you there. You hadn't spotted that, had you? No, but it's like in One Against Tsunami, when Gabrielle says, I want to be like you, and Tsuna says, when I want to uh, be like you, they're, beca- they're, they're coming. Yeah. You know? Ooh. Yeah. They're all they're rubbing off on each other, and not for once in a sexy <laughs> that, way. <laughs> so that's very much the word in fanfic. Well, <laughs> in a random yeah. thing. They've got the, the urge to merge. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, good point. Mm. Like, I, no, I, you're right. I hadn't considered this as a, a thematic. I, it literally just occurred to me then as I said it. Well done, friend. Congratulations. Thank you. You're Thank becoming you. An, an analyst. <laughs> <laughs> becoming an, an analyst of media. You'll be talking about angles soon. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, yes. so that was cool. Uh, and I really like the fight scene, and especially like the bit where she sort of knocks a guy off his horse. And if <laughs> my wife said, we both laughed out loud. My wife said, "I think if you watch that in slow motion, you would be able to see the rope pulling him off because it's like yes. it, it's <laughs> yeah. a, uh, it's physics that cannot that just would not exist. It's another xenophysics yeah. thing of the guy flying backwards at the tiniest touch." Yeah, there's a bit of that. <laughs> yeah, I spotted that as well. <laughs> So all this culminates in um, Caesar go. oh, fuck's sake, take her back to her cell. We'll oh, I'll deal with that later. Yeah. Let's bring on Verkinix. The main event. Uh, so we, she was just the yeah. warm-up act, you know? Yeah. yeah. So and now they're all so, yeah, had- well and truly warmed up. They've not had their blood. He was talking earlier about how all the people think they're individuals, but they're actually just sheeple. So, you know, yeah. he's basically on a right-wing podcast. And <laughs> he he's basically saying they're they're just obeying mob. Uh yeah. and Zena does stick her finger up at that, so not having that. <laughs> she should be employed in the Ministry for Education. Um so <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but here's the thing, right? This turns out against him, so it's divide and conquer again, so divide Caesar from his yeah. people, like his Caesar's will and his people's will won't match yeah. up. And that's what this is the thing, right? That's what Caesar's got that the others don't, is popularity. Yeah, and he's he said earlier in the episode, "I give the people what they want. Yeah. They want a spectacle. They want a spectacle. That's what I give them." And Zena refuses to deliver that. Yeah. And in fact, well, she can't. She can't. She doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't. Because when the <laughs> when the headliner when the headliner um, comes on, the sack over his head, we'd see uh, Vikinix's armor or his you know his um, whatever. When the when the hood comes off, surprise, surprise, it's Crassus. Mm-hmm. So the pe- so Caesar isn't going to get what he wants, um, but he I don't know if it's because he despises Crassus or he doesn't care or he wants the people to get the impression that Verkinix is for the chop. It's because it's because he can't lose face. I think it's because if yeah. he changed his mind here, like he looks around at all the baying mob and he's not actually mm. in control of the situation. Yeah, you know, uh, he can say, "Do it." cut his head off but if he said don't do it there's a riot happening next you know yeah um and like who's to say that he gets out of it alive because they want blood and they don't care who's who's it is at that point 
Um, yeah. So, like, yeah, basically, he can't lose face in front of the people. If he was to say, actually, this is our, this is my good friend Crassus, and I've been duped, you know, it's gonna, yeah, <laughs> like his whole, all his power is in popularity, right? He's got, yeah. he's like, he's got a million Twitter followers, and just mm. imagine, <laughs> this is like, it would get cancelled instantly, <laughs> and that's where all of his, <laughs> yeah. That's where that's where all of his power lies in the triumvirate because Pompey's got the armies and Crassus has got the money, right? That's the thing. Yeah. Um, well, and he's got we, the people. This is we why know, the three of them work in this uneasy alliance. I think I think threesomes always sound like a fun idea, <laughs> but um, there's always someone that gets left out or hurt or beheaded. So, yeah. you know, I've heard of giving head, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> Zing! Yeah. So God. I guess the other thing that I w- that we were going to talk about was Gabrielle and her the sort of development of her character here. So, um, yeah, I think the scene that's really key for this is like first of all, obviously we know she makes this decision to let Crassus die when she has the power to save him. Yeah. Um, and she's struggling with that at the end in the last scene when Zena and she and Zena are on the boat leaving. And, yeah, um, the... yeah. This is this is such a sweet scene, but also kind of sad, kind of bitter yeah. sweet. Oh, Gabriel. Of Gabriel, um, kind of considering, uh, and pondering over the things that she's done and who she's become and, she, and all that. And she, yeah, she says, I. I don't know what's happening to me. I don't know who I'm becoming. Yeah. There's a I forget the exact line, but she's going. I, yeah. I don't know what's happening to me. This isn't me, or is it? I did something I never thought I could. Yeah, she never thought yeah. she would be capable of such a thing. But she's been doing all yeah. those. She's been doing a lot of that. This she year. never thought that any barriers would rise, or that she'd ever seen a stranger in her eyes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like. I made a hilarious joke at the start about how she's had she's done a bit a little murder now and now she's got a taste for it. Like I, mm. I made that joke back back when she killed what's her name, and she Meridian. has. That's yeah. It was that it was a gateway murder. Yeah, and she's killed since then. She's killed Hope, although she hasn't yeah. really. <laughs> she's given it a good go. She's given it a shot, but yeah. If you don't watch Hercules, then you will probably think that Hope's dead, but. If you ever, if you watch Hercules, she was resurrected in the very next episode, like uh, like three days Shit later, it. like three days probably or three or four days, like they were. I don't know mm. when they were on when they were on. Like they were like, um, what do you call it? Staggered with each other, I think. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah the the next two episodes of Hercules was Armageddon now parts one and two, which oh, were okay. when uh, Hope gets resurrected, sends Callisto back into the past to try and kill Hercules's mother, and oh. then. It's sort of like it's a wonderful life. What's it like in the future? And that's where we got. But in those episodes, that's where we got Xena the Conqueror, uh, okay. which is an amazing, a fucking amazing uh, Xena AU category. Yeah, yeah. Conqueror AUs are some of my favorite ones, man. Like <laughs> my, I think my favorite Xena fanfic of all time. Um, oh shit, what's it called? I think it's called If This Had Been the Beginning. And it's followed okay. up by one called the Hanging Gardens, uh, and these are Conqueror. These are Conqueror AUs. Oh yeah, right? I've heard you talk about <laughs> Hanging Gardens before. 
Yeah, the Hanging Gardens is basically just Babylonian myth mixed with, and then they were like, <laughs> it's fucking. I, I'm a, <laughs> cool. I'm a sucker for anything where it's, and also it's, and then there were none. Because yeah. that's basically one of my favourite books ever, Gideon the Ninth, as well. That's yeah, it's a lesbian necromancers in space, and also structure. And then there were none. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving yeah. on. So yeah, so yeah. Spoilers. In a couple of episodes time, we're going to see Hope again because she's not fucking dead. Uh, yeah. But Gabrielle had a good shot at it, and now she's she's basically she feels responsible. She's not fully responsible, but she is in a way responsible for the death of this guy, and he's a bad guy. But yeah. there's a line that can be drawn, isn't there? Like Xena also started out killing who she thought of as yes. bad guys. Yeah, you know, it's the it is as Humphrey Appleby would say, it's the thin end of the wedge. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. Yeah. It is. Oh, so, <laughs> so yeah. This is what she's concerned about, and this is something that's like it can't be resolved. It's not resolved in this episode. It it's yeah. something that she's actually going to have to continue to try to struggle with, and I think this, I think she struggles with this for like not just the rest of the season, but like for the whole of season four as well. Yes, I think of who I think she that's is true. and how she can how she can live this life with Zena and also maintain be her, her, own be her in, best authentic self integrity. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, oh, one of my favourite lines in all of Xena, the gayest yeah. line ever. When <sighs> See, it just goes to show how, like, last week's fucking new potential soulmates. Oh. All yeah. of them, all of these new potential soulmates of the week, they've just got nothing. They've got nothing on yeah. uh, Xena um, tenderly cradling the back of Gabrielle's head and saying, Gabrielle, you're the dearest thing to me in all the world. Oh like, my God. Oh, oh my heart, my heart, my my little gay heart. Oh my yeah. heart grew three it's beautiful. sizes. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. And <laughs> what I like about that scene it is it's not just a um, you're the dearest thing to me in all the world. I love you. I love you. Yes, everything's fine. Good. It's mm. yeah. This is this is complicated. We're complicated. Yeah. Gabrielle says this. Zena says you're only in this fix because you're with me. And Gabrielle mm-hmm. says this is where I want to be. Yeah. So it's not, you know, we're good pals, gal pals, and everything <laughs> is okay. It's this is a mess, but it's our mess. Yeah. And we own it. It's the yeah. It's the it's the beginning of kind of Gabrielle. Well, not the beginning of, but just the continuation of Gabrielle sort of sort of sorting out what are the consequences of like as anyone against an army, the consequences of their life mm. together. You know, so the consequences yeah. might be your death, but they might also be other things like this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah and so then the, Gab- she does. A, shows, she shows a lot of maturity, doesn't she? She shows yeah. increasingly shows shows oh, more maturity than we saw from the the, the kid from Potadia. You know, she yeah. she was a kid and a. She's grown oh, up. I just want to do stuff. Yeah. She's all grown up. She'll be in the Daily Mail sidebar oh, shame before you know it. Horrid. Like <laughs> grown up. I was going to make a Titanic reference, but I remembered, of course, that you're. Pinguing that and refusing to watch it, even though it's one of the best movies of the last twenty five years. I am pinguing the heck out of that. <laughs> Every time you mention it. Every time you mention it, it, it Pingu crosses it his flippers another, more firmly. Another year before you eventually watch it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <He> four <laughs> years. <laughs> you know the memes though. So Gabrielle yeah, does a bit of a Titanic at the end, heart of the ocean, drop the ring into the into the water. So you know. Mm. 
I'm the, sure the shiniest, the shiniest ring in the whole Roman Empire. Oh, it's very shiny. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but we'll see next week that she's still struggling with the consequences of all the things that have happened to her. Uh, yeah, next so week is the forget called, me not. Yeah, forget me not, which is this season's clip show, alas. So it might be a bit of a shorter podcast for us because like there's only yeah. so much you can talk about, but. It does do something unusual, of course, which is to introduce new information. That it, that Keep your powder seen. dry. Don't yeah. don't throw away. Do not throw away your shot. I'm not going to say. Okay, okay, Alexander. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say what the new information is. You'll have to tune in next week and find out. But or yeah. or just watch the episode or that if you can be bothered. Yeah. So that was when in Rome. Yeah. Scores on the doors. Ten. Ten. Yeah. Love for a bit of Rome. Eleven for you because you have to add an extra star for the ridiculous horns. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this this is our first ten point five episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so another another shout out to the frock tarts and the scenery guys because apart from some shitty CGI which looks particularly bad in our high def <laughs> versions, but yeah. Um, costume wardrobe and scenery just magnificent again the yeah, gloriousness and luxury of rome is um yeah yeah and the, the bet what i think is best because i've told you before haven't i i went to an auction of the props of mm-hmm. xena and hercules great warehouse full of props like wheelie wow. bins full of swords and it, it looks so shonky up close and yeah. it looks so glorious on screen and it, okay it'd probably been in a warehouse for a bit yeah but um, yeah, just just doing so much with relatively little. It's, um, yeah, it's cool. I started watching uh, some stuff on YouTube from props makers, you know, props guys, how to uh, make things how look to make props. authentic. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. You're going to be Check making props. Is that your newest hobby? <laughs> Is that the, I'll, I'll the hobby the that you've flitted to now that you've done lino cut once? <laughs> twice, <laughs> done two lino cuts. Twice, twice. <laughs> Flam made yeah. me an awesome lino cut uh, book plate stamp for my birthday uh, of a cafeteria reading a book. It's yeah. fucking awesome. So thank it, you very much. It for doesn't that. doesn't stamp particularly well though. But it was. Oh, it it will was do once you've made draft. your made version two point right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, so there we go. A t- another ten, another ten yeah. for uh, when in Rome. Uh, so. We will see you next week to talk about Forget-Me-Not. And until then, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Bard's Eye View with me, Wonko, and her, Professor Flim Flam. Follow us on Twitter at Bard's Eye Podcast. And subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon. And, of course, on the Podbean app. Feel free to leave us a review, but only if it's a good one. Bye.